Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to Our, Our Odd Pod, Pod Podcast. Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the odd, the macabre, and everything in between. And everything in between. What's up? It's me, Billy. And it's Felicia. We are the Boneses, and we are out. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going? You know what? Not too bad. I'm feeling like the caffeine's hitting me right now. Yeah? I don't know if you've noticed. Oh, I've noticed. (laughs) Earlier, before we record episodes, we do a test, and this test consisted of, what was it? After hours. after hours. (laughs) Here come the can-can dancers, she said. (laughs) Sorry. You're too much. (laughs) So how's, um, how's the week going? You know what? So far, so good. And I have decided that I don't want to talk about politics this week. Wow. Even though it does come up in my notes, and I'm sorry about that, but that's just who I am these days. So who you are is a liar. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um. I'm good, too. Thanks for asking. Oh, um, so how's your week going? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anything happen? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you want to get off your chest? No. I just been take in class. Oh, okay. Well, learning stuff. Yeah. No. <laughs> you taking any time to like read some poetry or a book or anything? No. I read something like what thirty minutes ago. That was kind of kind of counts. Interesting. I don't want to say what though, because it will reveal your topic. Oh, because you know what it is. I know what it is. Interesting. Okay. Anyway, I want to talk about Edgar Allan Poe today. Not sure if you're as big of a fan as I am. Um, he might come up once or twice in our decor. A lot, actually. Yeah, I can see what one, two, three three from where i am right now i know there's at least six seven seven edgar Allan poe's ah, ha, ah, ha, ha. Ha. um yeah uh i've never heard of him no no just kidding <laughs> that's the guy who wrote romeo and juliet right yeah just the one. Uh okay cool well it seems like you know everything about him so the, we are the boneses <laughs> no he's like uh gothic mark twain right I feel like yes he's like every goth kid's like what dream don't you think they kind of look alike i never thought of it before but he does kind of look he got like a little mark twain look to him right well now that you mention it yes okay. i don't know how mark twain feels about that but you know what he probably doesn't feel anything because he's dead i think they're both dead aren't they i i mean i think so i, I mean spoiler <laughs> i did read one book i can't remember what it was might have been abraham lincoln vampire hunter where Edgar Allan Poe was a vampire. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> Is that funny? He was. He's like, hey, I'm Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm a vampire. <laughs> I don't know how Edgar Allan Poe would feel about that. So, like, what do you know about Edgar Allan Poe? 
I know that he was from the East Coast. He had black hair, a propensity for incest, and he died. Okay, cool. And he also wrote some stuff. Somewhere in between there, he wrote something. Somewhere between being born, drinking, marrying his cousin, he wrote some stuff, and dying. He wrote some stuff. Okay. Well, let me take you back a little bit. Edgar Poe was born in Boston, Massachusetts on January 19th, 1809. He is the second born child uh, to traveling actors. Whoa. Elizabeth Arnold Hopkins Poe and actor David Poe Jr. David Poe Jr. Right. Um, Edgar was the middle child with an older brother named William Henry Leonard Poe and Rosalie Poe. Most of them have a lot of names. Well, I fucking love their names. Is that like a Boston thing? I don't know. I think it was like a back then thing. It's like, you know what would be great for our baby that was just born? Seven names. Seven names. <laughs> um, Edgar's grandfather, David Poe. Bo. David Poe Sr. immigrated from Ireland around the 1750s, and I only included all of that information with their names because, oh my God, they're all such great fucking names. Can I hear his mom's name one more time? Elizabeth Arnold Hopkins Poe. Elizabeth Arnold Hopkins Poe. And I don't know if you know this, but she was actually the first person to mix tea and lemonade. That's why it's called an Arnold Palmer. Arnold Pomer. Arnold Pomer. Arnold Hopkins Pomer. It's like an Arnold Palmer, but with really heavy booze. Is it like a black tea? Yeah. It's a black tea and vodka. Black tea and vodka. Ew. Anyway, um, okay, so in true odd pod fashion, Ooh. Edgar's uh, do you like that? I do. Um, Edgar's father abandoned the family in eighteen ten and apparently died. And his mom died just a year later from consumption. Is that why it's true odd pod fashion? Because yes. she died of consumption? Because we couldn't leave tuberculosis in twenty twenty. Excuse me, I'm still sniffly. I thought for a second I thought you I was thinking, why is this odd pod uh fashion who left you <laughs> um so his parents did leave him with like a little piece of them which is kind of sweet gross uh, which piece like a finger yeah like in a napkin oh here's a toe son we gotta go now <laughs> mom's gotta go now i worry about you cherish my finger son <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. got my ring on it. So Stop. when you find a nice cousin, <laughs> make sure you give it to them. Stop. <laughs> Sorry. You may proceed. Anyway, they said that the name Edgar came from a character in William Shakespeare's play, King Lear, which the couple were performing during his first couple of years of life. Right. And then that he that was actually Edgar Allan Poe's godfather, right? William Shakespeare raised him when his parents died. You know that meme of the blinking man? Yeah. That's what I look like right now at you. I can see you. Well, they can't. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot about them. Um. So, little baby Edgar, technically an orphan, was taken into the home of John Allen. Poe. Oh, wait, never mind. 
Sorry. The Poes are dead, right? The Poes have died. And you're talking about my caffeine intake. Mm. So, John Allen has taken in Edgar. He was a successful merchant in Richmond, Virginia, who dealt in a wide variety of goods, including wheat, tobacco, and tombstones. Whoa. Tobacco and tombstones. The beginning and the end, right? Oh, dear. (laughs) He Um, knew. And while the Allens never formally adopted Edgar, they did give him the name Edgar Allen Poe. Oh. Again. I was wondering why you called him just Edgar Poe earlier. It was weird. Yeah, so now he's Edgar Allan Poe. Again, great fucking name. Yeah. Um, And his brother and sister were sent to live with other families. Oh. Like, here's a new name. Say goodbye to your... Say hello to your new name and goodbye to your sister. And brother. And your brother. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know why they split up the family, but who knows. So wait, hold on. Now he's an Allan Poe. Just like his new dad. Yes, yeah, it's like his foster dad. And the cousin he marries, is he re- is she related to the Allens or the Poes? To the Poes. Poes. Oh, okay. Never mind then. It's like, we've been ostracizing this dude. No, he definitely married related. his cousin. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so the Allen family had Poe baptized to the Episcopal. Episcopal? Jesus. Episcopal Church in 1812 which is only two years before the last time our country's capital was breached. Anyways. <laughs> Topical. Nice. Uh, <laughs> John Allen, both spoiled and aggressively disciplined. Edgar. <laughs> you just wink at me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, while Edgar... Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Are you Sorry, done? I'm done <laughs> for now. Um, so with Edgar Allan Poe being properly baptized and all the Allen family sailed to the United Kingdom in 1850 and Poe attended grammar school, which is hilarious because I spelled grammar wrong. Nice. Yeah. You spelled it the English way. E-R instead of A-R. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the English way. Oh, is it? No, I don't know. Oh, dear. I was so like hopeful for a second. I was like, Maybe. "That's." I was reading it. I was like, "That's wrong." They do love to spell things incorrectly, so. <laughs> and that's the T. <laughs> anyway, Edgar attends grammar school for a short time in Scotland, and then rejoins the family in London. Um, later, um, Edgar Allan Poe and the Allens both moved back to Virginia in 1820. He attended grammar school in Scotland. Yes. Oh dear. <laughs> But I think that was, like, good for him because, like, you know, a lot of people weren't going to school. That's true. And he gets to go to school, like, in Scotland. Yeah. And, and had no idea what any of his classmates were saying ever. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. anyway. But he's also a child, like, when that was happening. So. You're a child. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Don't you insult him. Anyway, fast Continue. forward a little bit. Um, so while Poe registered at the University of Virginia in... February of 1826 to study ancient and modern language. Ooh. Um, the university had a system of student self-government, which allowed students to choose their own studies and to kind of like make their own arrangements for like um, lodging. Oh, it's like Ender's Game. I don't know what that is. They were in space. It's nothing like Ender's Game. Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so... 
they kind of was like a self governing student body and they would like report wrongdoings to like faculty oh um, snitches pretty much okay. the university had strict rules against gambling horses guns tobacco and alcohol hold on <laughs> read the what's the list again gambling, gambling uh-huh horses horses guns guns tobacco tobacco and alcohol and alcohol what did horses do to get on that list i support it I don't know. Um, but none of that mattered anyway because those rules were largely ignored. Yeah. If we want horses, we're going to have fucking horses. <laughs> so this system's not awesome for young students, especially ones that are just like making it out on their own for the first time anyway. Yeah. Um, it was kind of chaotic is how it was described. And there was a high dropout rate for this school in particular. Weird. Um, so during this time, I've heard conflicting reports that either he did really well in school or he did not do well in school. Um, but he, either way, accumulated a considerable amount of debt. Yeah. Um, so it was said that Alan had sent Poe to college with less than a third of funds that he ended up needing. Like he couldn't, he had trouble like, we'll get to it. He needed more money. He needed more money to pay for the things that he needed. Okay. So Poe took up gambling to raise money to pay his his expenses. Okay. And by the end of his first term, Poe was so desperately poor that he was burning his own furniture to keep warm. He's, and he was probably hooked on gambling. Well, yeah. I feel like he probably had like some kind of like addictive personality, you know? You know. Maybe. Like he got into gambling. He was addicted to alcohol. He, I'm like, sure he smoked a lot. Started doing those things. And he's like, you know what would be awesome? If I did those things a lot more and all the time. <laughs> yeah. So he ended up being like humiliated by his poverty and furious with Alan, the Allens. Fucking Allens. Sending him to a nice school abroad. <laughs> Bastards. Um, they kind of became like estranged with each other. Um, Poe ended up dropping out of school and returned to Richmond. However, um, Edgar Allan Poe was having a hell of a time at that moment because when he went to visit the home of his fiance, Ooh, um, Lenore, Elmira, same thing, Royster, he discovered that she had become engaged to another man. Oh. Yeah, so Edgar's having a good time. Damn, dude, you know what? I feel like I knew that. I did not know that. He's like, hey, so sorry. Don't know how to tell you this while you were away. I got engaged to someone else. Yeah, so. And he's like, oh, okay. okay. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll just go write a sad story. I'll just go fuck off over here. <laughs> I'll just go fuck off over here. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. I don't need you anyway, <laughs> Elmira. I love that name, Elmira. Have fun hugging the animals, you creep. Remember Tiny Toons? Elmira yeah. Fudd or whatever. No. She like, I want to hug you and squeeze you. Oh, is that what was her name? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. You're welcome. <laughs> 90s pop culture. All right. So Edgar's last couple of months in the Allen's mansions were kind of rough. So apparently him and his like foster father, John Allen, were arguing, not getting along. And after one argument, he stormed out of the home. And Poe went off to become a great poet and to find adventure. He was a poet. He... And he did know it. Oh, dear. 
I'm leaving. Edgar Allan Poe said, fuck the Allens. Gonna write poetry and go on an adventure. Boop, boop. Gonna write about a bird. <laughs> Stop. Okay, sorry. I had a lot of caffeine. I can very see that. Quickly. You remember like 45 minutes ago when I was like, I'm just going to lay on the couch and rest my eyes while you finish up your notes. Yeah, that was, I miss those times. <laughs> and now, you know what? That was a good song. People would pay good money for that. Well, you know what? <laughs> At least you have it recorded. That's true. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Don't stop. I'm not singing. I'm just, stop. let's go. What okay. kind of adventures did he go on? Okay, so he ended up publishing his first book, mm-hmm. Tamerlan. What's it called? Tamerlan. Okay. Uh, he was only 18 at the time. What? Yes. Um, and he gained the funds to do so by enlisting in the United States Army. Whoa. I did not know he was in the Army. I think I did know that. I did not. Um, so two years later, hold on, I said that. Oh, yeah, no. Two years later, he entered the United States Military Academy at West Point while continuing to write and publish poetry, but he was thrown out after only eight months. Why? Horses. We ain't going to have no riders in West Point, Edgar. Get out of here. I don't know why he got kicked out. Well, <laughs> army officers don't need to ride. I'm just kidding. So, Poe doesn't really have anywhere to go, so he goes back to Baltimore, where he was born. Where he was, no, he was no. born in Boston. No, <laughs> not born, but uh, that's where his father grew up. Right. So, he had family there. Baltimore. And he, yes. Nice place. He... <laughs> He called upon relatives in the city. Uh, that didn't go so well because one of his cousins ended up robbing him. One of his cousins ended up robbing him. I know you were going to say marrying his cousin, but no, one wasn't. of his cousins ended up robbing him. I was picturing him calling on his family, and it made me laugh. Just like jumped up on a stump in the middle of Baltimore. And he was like, like Poe! Family! Edgar here. <laughs> I need funding. And then one of his cousins like, give me your money. You little mustache bitch. <laughs> okay. Sounds like my family. No, not really, but maybe. We got some crazy relatives. Didn't tell Sheena. Sheena knows. Okay, anyway. And her relatives too. <laughs> um, Poe's aunt Maria Clem um, welcomed him into her home. Stop it. Clem's daughter, Virginia... Virginia Clem? Yes. <laughs> Why is that funny? I just think it's a funny name. Anyway, his cousin, Virginia Clem, would carry letters to Poe's lady loves, Ooh. Um, but soon became the object of his desire. He's like, Edgar, you word real good. Like, Thank you, Virginia Clem. <laughs> I like the way you put those words together. Mm. I've seen these words before, but never put together quite this good. And he's like, I believe you mean quite this well, Virginia Clem. And she's like, oh, my God. I'm only eight. Edgar. Oh, God. She's only eight? She's 13. Okay. Well, that's not great either. (laughs) All right. Well. Anyway, how old was he? Obviously, pretty old because he was in West Point. 27. Woo. Here we go. (laughs) Um, Okay. So. Uh, Poe still living in poverty. 
Um, and he was—he had started publishing like his own short stories, and he eventually found his life work at a um ma- as a magazine writer. Oh, um, like within a year of starting that job, he helped make um the magazine set. What is it called Saturday's Messenger? Um, like the most popular magazine in the South with his sensational stories and scathing book reviews. Oh, the most popular book in the South, but he lived in Maryland. Yeah, I didn't understand that either. But I guess everything is South of Maryland, so. I do. Except for Virginia. Not Virginia. Well, there are parts of Maryland that (laughs) consider themselves like a Southern state, I think. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, I know I just said Virginia as being like the everything south of virginia but i I meant vermont i just want to make that clear that's okay i was just gonna go with it yeah but i I promise i'm not that stupid like i know where virginia is based on my knowledge of geography i don't know because i'm bad at it (laughs) all right so um he developed a reputation as like a fearless critic and yes not only attack an author's work but would also insult the author and Poe had targeted some of like the most famous writers in the country at the time, including a Rufus Griswold. What's he famous for? No idea, but he comes back later. Rufus? What did you write, Rufus? If you guys know what Rufus Griswold wrote, you can just comment. And if I said his name wrong, I... Sorry? I believe it's pronounced Rufus Griswold. Hey, my name's Rufus. I'm going to write about... Some kid on a raft or something. Okay. Oh, um. So at the age of 27, Poe married Virginia. Who was Virginia Clem. Yes. Okay. She was 13 at the time. Ooh, he's a Poe-defile. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Really proud of yourself for that one. <laughs> I've been thinking about it over here. Have you? Yeah, I was just waiting for yeah. an opportunity to use it. That was a good one. Thank you. I'll give you that. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. So um, although that... Marriage proved to be a happy one, despite mm. marrying your cousin. Um, money was still tight, um, and but Poe is gaining notoriety, and he published The Raven, which like was an instant success. Nice. Um, did it get them out of the Poe house? It did not. Oh. <laughs> um, but he is writing for magazines. He's getting famous. He's able to draw large crowds to his lectures. Um, he started demanding better pay because he was having trouble making ends meet. And then roughly 10 years later, in the winter of 1847, Virginia died of tuberculosis. tuberculosis. Oh, shit. And she was only 24 at the time. Maybe he was a vampire. Oh, well, her death devastated Poe. You know what year that was? 1847. Really? I, yeah, I just said that. Oh, sorry. I think that was during the New England vampire panic. Oh, well. So, well, okay, so Virginia's death devastated Poe. Just said that. Um, But it left him unable to write for months. And he had made, like, a job being a writer, which was like he was the first one to be able to do that. Ever? Yes. At least in a while. Well, like, either like that in a while or like, for it to actually be a thing. Okay. Like, this is my job. I'm a writer. Yes. Okay. Um. So, obviously, that's a problem. So, in 
like two years later in 1849, he reconnects with his first fiance, Elmira Royster Shelton, who is now a widow. Elmira, Elmira. Royster Shelton. Not a great name. That is a New England name if I've ever heard one. She didn't luck out on the ones that flowed together well. She's like, I like blue crabs and football. (laughs) Um, So they become engaged. Okay. Um, They were to be married after Poe returned from a trip to Philadelphia and New York. But he would not make it back as he disappeared after stopping in Baltimore. Uh Uh-oh. On October 3rd, 1849, at the age of 40, Poe was found delirious. Mm Mm-hmm. On the rainy streets of Baltimore, a man named Joseph W. Walker, who was on his way to Gunner's Hall, which was like a public house that was served, like being served as like a popped, pop, little pop up polling station. Uh-huh. Say that five times fast. Pop up polling station. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, so like it was election day. Um, Joseph described him as a delirious man dressed in shabby secondhand clothes lying in a gutter. He was semi-conscious and unable to move, and he, but... Joseph had recognized him as Edgar Allan Poe. Um, when Joseph asked Poe if he had any acquaintance acquaintances in Baltimore um, that like might be able to help help him, Poe gave him the name of Joseph E. Snodgrass. Sounds made up. I, I think I hallucinated that in a dream or something because Snodgrass. Um, Edgar Allan Poe was taken to the Washington Medical Center Medical College. Um, where he died on Sunday, October 7th, 1849, at 5 in the morning. Unfortunately, Poe was not coherent long enough during his like short stay there to explain how he came to be in this dire condition, as his clothes he wore were not. The clothes he wore when he was taken to the medical college were not his own. Okay. Um, and he never regained enough consciousness to like explain it. He was incoherent, and he spent his uh, last final days uh, wavering between fits of delirium and gripped by, like, visual hallucinations. Fun. Yes. Um, the night that he, the night before he died, he repeatedly called out the name Reynolds. Okay. Um, but nobody knows who he's referring to. It's pretty obvious that's his sire. <laughs> And what he was experiencing was the shedding of the mortal coil. Well, it's believed that Poe's final words were, Lord, help my poor soul. Lord, help my Poe soul. Unfortunately, for those of us who would find that shit interesting as fuck, all of Poe's medical records have been lost, Mm -hmm. including his death certificate. Lost, quote unquote, a.k.a. Erased by Reynolds the Vampire. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um, If you're listening, Reynolds, I know. I'm on to you. (laughs) This part's kind of sad, is that neither Poe's mother-in-law nor his fiance knew what had become of him until they read about it in the newspaper. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah, word, I guess, didn't travel. Bones were probably not as popular as they are today. And then Elmira was alone again. She's not having a good time. No, Next maybe... episode's about Elmira. Is it? No. Uh, maybe if she wasn't such a scandalous bitch to begin with. Aw. Well, you know, fair. Actually, I don't know the circumstances. He was probably gone for a long time, and she's like, 
Hey, where's that Edgar guy I was supposed to? I'm like wasting my life away right now. And like, he's here now. I'm just saying, there's a only a few years of nubility. Is that a word? Nubility. Nubility. What is it? Um, because she's nubile. Nubile, which is of a childbearing age, I believe, is what that means. Which makes it even like kind of gross. Yeah, I'm getting grossed out by that. Anyway, moving on. Did you hate that word? Yes. All right, moving on. So. Do you remember talk? Do you remember me talking about like Rufus Griswold? Ever so briefly before. Yes. Okay. Rufus. Rufus. The author that no one knows. Right. Edgar kind of gets. I'm gonna free ball this real quick too. So. Ooh, I'm. I'm a fan. Okay. Edgar kind of gets this reputation for being like a drunk and like addicted to like the alcohol and did drugs a lot, and it's just like this melancholy fellow. People who knew him said that wasn't him at all. Uh And we get this kind of uh, picture of Edgar Allan Poe because of the uh, obituary that Rufus Griswold wrote who kind of painted this picture of him. Rufus Griswold, who Edgar Allan Poe had previously slammed in his writings. Yes, so... Because I'm not able to free ball very well. Back to my notes. Okay, back to the notes. All right, so Rufus Griswold, Griswold was his rival, pretty much. So I guess in like a way to like get back at him, Rufus wrote this slanted high-profile obituary under a pseudonym. Uh-huh. Um, the obituary was filled with falsehoods that casted him as like a madman and a lunatic. What I just said, that... The person who wrote the obituary described him as a person who would walk the streets in madness or in melancholy with lips moving in distinct curses or with eyes upturned in passionate prayer because never for himself where he felt he was already doomed. Well, already damned. Um, the obituary appeared in the New York Tribune signed Ludwig, Ludwig. And Ludwig. Ludwig on the day that Poe was buried. Eventually, it was published throughout the country because, again, Edgar Allan Poe was famous. Why was it signed Ludwig? It was a pseudonym. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Sorry. Um, so the piece began with, Edgar Allan Poe is dead. He died in Baltimore the day before yesterday. This announcement will startle many, but few will be grieved by it. Signed Ludwig. Um, Ludwig was eventually identified as Griswold, who held a grudge against Poe for writing a scathing review against him. Those Griswolds, man, you know. All right, so Griswold <laughs> wrote a biographical article of Poe that depicted Poe as a depraved, drunken, drug addict, mad- drug-addled madman, and many of his claims were like lies or distortions. Like he may have had an alcohol problem, but towards later days. He pretty much stayed away from it because he did have like an alcohol allergy. Which is why also another reason why his death was so weird, right? Because he We're gonna it. get to his okay. death. <laughs> um so oh, um the reason why this obituary kind of like took off though was because uh it kind of thrilled readers to think that they were reading like poems and short stories by it, like a an evil man. Like, ooh. Yeah. So, like, um, newspapers at the time reported Poe's death as, like, brain congestion. 
or like cerebral inflammation, Mm. um, which is like a common euphemism for death from scandalous causes such as alcohol, alcoholism. Um, But the actual cause of death is still a mystery, but we all have our own ideas ideas as to what happened. Interesting. I think he was murdered. Yeah? Murdered? That was one of the things that popped up a lot, but I didn't think that was like completely probable in my opinion. Why not? Well, from what I remember, they said it was somebody related to his fiance that killed him. But I've got some other theories that I would like to let you in on. All right, lay them on me. Okay, so. Is one of them a vampire? Because I said that one already. None of these are vampires. Okay. So we'll add yours at the end. Okay. Okay, so one theory about his death is heavy metal poisoning slash carbon monoxide poisoning. You know, you really, you got to pace yourself with those kinds of bands, you know? <laughs> In 1999, a health researcher named Albert Donay. Donay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theorized that post-death could have been a result of carbon monoxide poisoning from coal gas that was used for indoor lightning. Lightning. Light. Lighting. Thank you. Got you. <laughs> if you haven't noticed by now, I stutter. Um, during the 19th century, Donay took... Donay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'll stop. Because <laughs> I can't. Uh, took clippings of Poe's hair and tested them for certain heavy metals that could have that would be able to reveal the presence of coal gas. The test was inconclusive, um, leading biographers and histories, historians to largely discredit Donay's theory. However, the test did reveal elevated levels of mercury in Poe's system. Mercury? Yes. Um, months before his death. Mercury poisoning could explain some of Poe's hallucinations mm-hmm. um, and delirium, but then again, the levels of mercury found in Poe's hair are still 30 times below the level consistent with mercury poisoning. Okay. But he was also like hypersensitive to everything. That, they said that mercury was used to treat things for something that he had. Okay. So, like, that's probably where the mercury came from. But he didn't have enough mercury in his system to be consistent with mercury poisoning. All right. You're right. ready? I'm here. I'm ready? To you. you good? Yeah. Okay. Next. The flu. It'll get you. It is. Especially su- in the 1800s. <laughs> it is suggested that Edgar might have succumbed to the flu. The flu turned to pneumonia, and it was raining on the night that he arrived in Baltimore. So maybe mm-hmm. someone gave him some dry clothes. Panamia. Panamia. Um, and then a high fever might account for his hallucinations and confusion. Oh, yeah. Little brain boil. <laughs> Little Baltimore brain boil. Oh, dear. That's what they should call the flu, Baltimore brain boil. That sounds like a good name for a wrestling move. The Baltimore brain boil. And then you just slam somebody on their head. Yeah, it's like a pile driver, you know? <laughs> well, I need to. All right, next. Rabies. Did you say rabies? I said rabies. Whoa. So, <laughs> one doctor in 1996, Dr. R. Michael, can't say your last name, 
Benitez. Benitez. B E N I T E S. Easy. Dr. R. Michael was participating in a clinical pathological conference where doctors are given patients along with a list of symptoms and are instructed to diagnose them. Uh, like if you ever watched Taos, kind of like that. I have not. You haven't watched Taos? No. Okay. Well, anyway. I watched like a scene from Taos. Um, so do you know what I'm talking about? Like, Yeah, it's the show... Well, you know, like, like where they rattle off symptoms and they kind of like guess what it is. Oh, okay. That's kind of like what this conference was about. So Dr. R. Michael was given Edgar Allan Poe symptoms. Like he didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't have a name or anything. He just had his symptoms. He claimed that rabies explained the delirium, visual hallucinations, and the wide variations in pulse rate and rapid shallow breathing. Um, lethargy and confusion and the average length of survival of someone contracting rabies at that time was four days Whoa. Um, which is almost the same time as edgar had been in the hospital uh, rabies was fairly common virus in the 19th century a lot of people like this explanation because it was given without some like preconceived like notion of who the victim was yeah. because like when you think of edgar Allan poe you think alcohol drugs right um rabies rabies wow. like which would like influ- influence your decision um but there are a few holes in this theory theory however because there's no evidence of hydrophobia okay um and poe is reported to have been drinking water just fine however i did see like conflicting reports on that saying that he was having trouble drinking water but then like other people said that he was drinking water just fine I always forget hydrophobia is a, a symptom. Of yeah, rabies. I completely forgot about that too. Um, and there also wasn't an evidence of any animal bite. Animal bite, although to be fair, we don't have his medical records anymore, so we don't really know. Maybe he bit an animal. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe got into fisticuffs with a raccoon in the parking yeah. lot of no, like a Wendy's. A- a family of raccoons that are in the full moon, they turn into an Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Fisticuffs and in a parking lot. A wear Poe. So, who the fuck knows? Also, hold on a second. Is it Are they the Baltimore Ravens because Edgar Allan Poe died there? Yes. Really? I don't know if it's because he died there, but it, it does pay homage to the Raven. Whoa. Cool, okay. Aren't you impressed that I knew that? I am impressed that you know that, which leads me to a little bit of a story that you didn't ask for, but the Baltimore Ravens used to be the Cleveland Browns, and they moved the franchise from Cleveland to Baltimore, changed it to the Ravens. The Browns lost their fucking shit, like the Browns fans, so they brought the Cleveland Browns back, but they kept the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Nice. Just just a little history there, because, you know, the Browns are in the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Come for the Edgar Allan Poe story. Stay for the sports lessons. Sports lessons. Anyway. Okay. Uh, one of the more unrealistic theories about Poe's death suggests that the author might have succumbed to a brain tumor. You know what? It might be a tumor. <laughs> um, which would have influenced his behavior before his death. Uh, when Poe died, obviously, he was buried. 
rather unceremoniously. Like, I'm not sure if he was embalmed or anything. And I, without thinking about it right now, can't think if embalming was actually a thing that was happening to, like, the normal people. Normal people being, like, regular civilians and not uh, people in war. Okay. Um, So... He was buried in an unmarked grave in the Baltimore graveyard. 26 years later, a statue was erected honoring Poe near the graveyard's entrance. Uh, Poe's coffin was dug up and his remains exhumed, uh, obviously in order to be moved to the new place of honor, but more than two decades of being buried had not been kind to Poe's coffin. Surprise. Yeah, right. Surprise, surprise. It's 1850 and we're digging people up now. Um, so the corpse within it was also obviously very much deteriorated. The casket fell apart as people were trying to move the casket, obviously. And what little remained of Poe's body, they could hear like something rattling around in his skull. Uh huh. Um, and they claimed it was a, they thought the clump was Poe's brain. Um, but like shriveled yet intact after three decades in the ground. But there's very little possibility that it was his brain because the brain is one of the first things to go. Uh-huh. Like it's just fatty tissue. It deteriorates pretty quickly. Right. Um, but they said what could be left was the brain tumor that calcified. Oh, interesting. So it calcified into a hard mass after death. Is that a thing that happens to tumors? Yes. Wow. I learned something. I mean, like, I've learned things before, but, you know. Just this very moment you've learned this something. This moment I've learned something. Um, but a brain tumor would explain, like, delirium and confusion. And possibly death, I guess. You can die from brain cancer or yeah, a brain tumor. I mean, yeah, I know that. I'm just saying, like, it would have been cooking for a while, right? Well, if it's big enough for it to calcify into a hardened mass inside your skull, I would suspect that it was a pretty big brain tumor. Yeah. So, but they I'm find judging. that one to be, what, are you judging who? Sorry, judging from his big old head, there was plenty oh. of space in there too. <laughs> I think the pictures that we see of him are more of like a um, an exaggerated version of him. Look at that big old noggin right there. Got like a five head. Oh my god! <laughs> I think the pictures we see of him though are more like an exaggerated, droopy, mm-hmm. sad version, because they only have like two pictures of him. He's like, who's? Ta- Why is this asshole taking my picture? That's the face he's making. And most of the <laughs> like in the, it's always the same picture, right? Well, there's only like two pictures of him, like actual pictures out there. Yeah. And he doesn't really look like that. He looks from what I understand, he looks like John Cusack. Because John Cusack plays him in a movie. I like that movie. And they can't put him in a movie if it's not true. Well, of course. Actually, John. Seen that movie. Isn't it really? called The Raven? Yeah. And he's like a detect. He's like detecting something. He's like working like a detective kind of. We should watch it. It's good. Okay. Anyway. I love John Cusack. <laughs> and Joan Cusack. I like uh, the Cusacks. Big fans. Big All fans. right. So uh, the next one is like a scheme called Cooping. Cooping? Cooping. Okay. And put in parentheses. Don't let Donald Trump hear this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. Um, so, others believe that Poe fell victim to a practice known as cooping. 
Cooping. Cooping. C-O-O-P-I-N-G. Cooping. Cooping. Um, which is a method of voter fraud practiced by gangs in the 19th century where... An, oh, I've heard this. Yes. An unsuspecting victim would be kidnapped, disguised, and forced to vote for a specific candidate multiple times under multiple disguised identities. And like, um, I... I heard that sometimes they would drug them. Yes. And that, like, since he was really susceptible to drugs, allegedly, it just killed him. Yes. But um, let me... Sorry. Did I ruin? No, you didn't. Okay. But we're going we're gonna to touch on that in a second. Okay. All right. So, voter fraud was extremely common in Baltimore around the mid-1800s. And the polling site where Walker found the disheveled Poe was a known place for Coopers to bring their victims. The fact that Poe was found delirious on election day then is no coincidence. Mm-hmm. So over the years, the coofing theory has come to be one of the more wildly accepted explanations of Poe. Does make a lot of sense um, with this like his like of clothes that and like his strange demeanor. Mm-hmm. Um, like before his death, before prohibition, voters were given um alcohol after voting as sort of like a reward. <laughs> um. So if Poe had been forced to vote multiple times in a cooping scheme and he was already like susceptible to alcohol, mm-hmm. that would explain his like semi-conscious, like ragged state. Yeah. So like he said like during his later days in life, like one glass of wine would get him super drunk. Yeah. Can you imagine if he had had like three shots of like or rye whiskey or five something? shots. Yeah. Here you go, son. Congratulations on your democracy. He would have been drunk off his ass. Yeah. Like a sorority girl on frat, like Russia Week. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm imagining it's probably like that. <laughs> College people do be drinking. They do be drinking. Okay, anyway. So um, around the late 1870s, Poe's biographer J.H. Ingram received several letters that blamed Poe's death on a cooping scheme. A letter from William Han Brown, a member of the faculty at John Hopkins, explained that the general belief here is that Poe was seized by one of these gangs and his death happened like around election time and it was like an election for a sheriff. So, I mean, like it's kind of perfect. He's alone. It's like a stopover. Yeah. He's just sort of a little guy, you know. So he was cooped, stupefied with liquor drugged or dragged out voted and then turned adrift to die Hmm. like when they were done with him just like let him go scooped and cooped oh dear (laughs) um but poe is buried at he's now buried at um westminster westminster presbyterian church in baltimore maryland westminster presbyterian church in In baltimore Baltimore, maryland but he was an episcopalian right Mm mm-hmm I don't know if he was like actually religious or not, but I don't know if there's enough of a difference for it to matter, to be honest, because it's like they're both Protestant, right? Sure. Which like, you know, just not Catholic. Yeah. Basically. Well, that's all I have. That's all you have? Yeah. Wow. It's been a minute. It never it's feels like it's 51 minutes to be exact. It never feels like it's been that long. Um, what is your favorite Edgar Allan Poe story? My favorite Edgar Allan Poe story is The Cask of Amontillado. 
Nice. It's pretty cool. Have you read it? I have not read that one. It's... I own all of them, so I should read them. So it takes place in Italy, and there's a guy who, for whatever reason, um, is trying to take revenge on one of his peers, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the guy is like a, a wine connoisseur. It actually spends the first part of the story talking about how, like, like all Italian gentlemen, they kind of feel like they know everything about wine, like they know a lot about wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gets the guy to, he tells him he has, like, this rare vintage, right, which is, like, the Amontillado wine or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's Italian, so that's probably not how it's pronounced. I don't think <laughs> their double L's make a Y sound. Anyway, um... I'll look it up later, but for now, I'm just going to pronounce it incorrectly. But That's fine. he lures him down into like the vaults, his family's vaults, and it kind of hints that maybe his family is gone, and maybe that's why he's getting revenge. Yeah. But then he's like, oh, hey, the wine is through there, and the guy goes through there, and he chains him to the wall and bricks him up alive in the crypt. Oh, fucking hell. Like all, it talks, they go way down deep, like they're under the river. Yeah. Like where no one... This spot that hasn't been disturbed for 50 years. I really love all of Edgar Allan Poe's stuff. What's your favorite story? The Fall of the House of Usher. Ooh. What's that about? I will give you no synopsis. Mostly because I don't remember what it is actually. But I remember writing a paper on it and loving it. Uh, also, I, I like most of the stories I've read. Well, okay. Poe, the but... Fall of the House of Usher is like, from what I remember, this guy comes in and the house falls apart sounds pretty literal yeah um i sound pretty dumb right now it's okay i put you on the spot you did and (laughs) um i like the mask of the red death because i feel like it's it kind of like relates to our last year on earth oh dear because there's like a plague you know and all the rich people think that they're not gonna get it and they have a big party and then oh, everyone dear. gets it and dies fuck yeah <laughs> oh dear yeah there's also like the cat and a telltale heart of course and yeah the raven fucking slams you bro mm-hmm. <laughs> but being a little emo kid i guess uh did you just call yourself an emo kid you keep calling me an emo kid and i have i, I don't know what else to do a little goth emo kid wannabe person to just love I Edgar Allan. I be a person. I know. Anyway, we love Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, we got a blanket with like his words on it, and his face, and his face, and the words all, make his face. He's literally all over our apartment. Yeah. We love him here. We just sort of choose to gloss over the fact that he married a thirteen-year-old. But you know what? It was the eighteen fifties. That shit just kind of happened. I Not that that makes it okay. I'm just saying, like. I don't think maybe it would have happened today. Probably not. More like more more to choose from, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe. And laws. <laughs> you know. Yeah, true. <laughs> but uh, yeah. All right. So anyway, um, I'm gonna make a post on the socials. Okay. If you would like to see them, you can check us out at our website. At www.ouroddpodpodcast.com. You can find all of our Instagrams. You can find our... uh, I'm nodding. I'm nodding along. Places to listen. 
(laughs) which include iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcast. Pandora. Amazon Music. Yeah. I I said Pandora. Oh, I don't know. Pandora. (laughs) And of course, Podbean. A Podbean. Our home. Thank you, Podbean. For taking, bringing us home. Um, you can also find our intro and outro music. Yeah, DarrenCurtisMusic.com. Thank he you. doesn't just have our music. He has a lot of music, and it's all good. But he has so kindly and graciously let us just steal it. Yeah. With permission, so borrowing it? I don't know. Anyway. That uh, website is actually where he puts all his um, music that's available for creators. So if you are a creator podcaster a filmmaker whatever and you need music check out darrencurtismusic.com if you have made it this far and you feel so inclined to do so please rate us five stars on itunes we can't see them or read the comments but you know i like knowing that they might be there yeah a five star rating on itunes really helps us out a lot we're trying to grow our podcast we're trying to do things um and i don't have anything else for you guys uh, let us know what your favorite Edgar Allan Poe story is on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything because I didn't prepare anything. So I guess that's it. And if you don't stop me from talking now, I won't shut up. So, so, uh, I guess until next time, we, we are, are the Boneses, Boneses and, and we, we are out. out.